and welcome to the Vegan Kids podcast. You may be listening to this podcast because you're a vegan kid, or you're thinking about becoming a vegan kid, or maybe you know a vegan and you're just curious. In our podcast, we help you understand what it means to be a vegan kid and answer your questions. Every week, we'll look at a different topic. So if you have something you'd like to talk to us about, please do get in touch with me to ask a question. Now, on with the show. Hello and welcome. I'm Dana from Vegan Kids, and each week I'm joined by Megan. Hi. Megan is a vegan kid and she's here to help us understand what it's like to be a vegan kid. Today, Megan, I thought it might be interesting to have a think about the history of veganism because I didn't actually really know much about it. So I wanted to kind of look it up and find out a little bit more about how it started. Have you got any ideas about how it could have started? When you think it might have started? Maybe it was... I think it was started in the 1970s for some reason. 1970s. <laughs> I don't know why. Just a random guess. Just I just came into my head first, honestly. Yeah. But it might have um, come, veganism might have come first in 1970, as I said, because someone realised that eating animals, like, they just realised that, wait, I'm eating an animal. I just said Daddy yeah. was born in 1970. Oh. So do you think it was older than that? or? <laughs> okay, maybe 1678. 1678, just plug that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, well, if you were to guess, is it 10 years old, uh, 50 years old, 100 years old, or 1,000 years old, or 10,000 years old? Uh, 1,000? Oh, good guess, maybe. Well, there's a few, <laughs> I, I had a few different things. Um. So apparently, the word vegan, it was coined by a man called Donald Watson um, and his then future wife called Dorothy Morgan in 1944. But you were going to say Donald Trump for a second. <laughs> no, Donald Watson. In 1944, so that was, that, that was the kind of the word vegan was kind of first used. So 1944, so that's round about the time of the end of the Second World War. Uh, so that's interesting but apparently over a thousand years ago there was an Arabic poet called Al-Mahara in 973 the year 973 so it's over well over a thousand years old now and he wrote this poem which I'll read to you now do not desire as food the flesh of slaughtered animals or the white milk of mothers who intend its pure drought for their young Do not unjustly eat fish the water has given up and do not desire as food the flesh of slaughtered animals. And do not grieve the unsuspecting birds by taking eggs for injustice is the worst of crimes and spare the honey which the bees get industriously from the flowers of fragrant plants for they did not store it that might belong to others nor did they gather it for bounty and gifts. I washed my hands of all of this and I wish that I perceived my way before my hair went grey. I thought that poem was amazing. To think that's from over a thousand years ago. That's quite, that's quite um, uh, like forward thinking. I mean, a lot of people aren't that, aren't thinking. I mean, the way that he mentioned the bees and the milk. And, and to think that over a thousand years ago, people were were actually kind of thinking like that. And that's pretty much... If you think of what he wrote there, that is pretty much the philosophy of veganism, isn't it? Because he talks about not taking eggs, not taking honey, not taking milk and not taking the flesh of slaughtered animals. That's literally veganism. So I think that's quite a good... And I think that's the first text 
that they can find that has that kind of links to veganism within it. What do you think of that? I think it's a very interesting thing that over a thousand years ago, people were actually thinking of veganism. I know. I I do as well. It's quite surprising, really. So, um, you know about vegetarians, right? Yeah. So, the word vegetarian has been around since 1839. So, that's over 100... Well, actually... Yeah, that's only... Coming up for 200 years. Not far off, I guess. 200 years ago. And there was an actress called uh, Fanny Kemble. And she had written in her journal about, um, about being vegetarian. So... That's kind of that's that's she was one of the first people who wrote about in books, I guess, about being vegetarian. Although obviously this guy, this Arabic poet, many many years ago wrote. <laughs> it's funny that he wrote that such a long time ago, and then it you know it didn't. It took. It's weird that they don't have much in between the two. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's funny that. Anyway, um, there was also a book written in 1824 so that was before fanny kemble actually 1824 which was called on abstinence from animal food do you know what abstinence means it's like giving giving up so like on abstinence from animal animal foods that if and he and in the book apparently in that book it was written that if humans deserve justice then so do animals correct yeah very correct isn't it but that's that's quite a, a forward-thinking phrase as well, isn't it? Because that's when we go on our marches. That's that's one of the things we chant, isn't it? Like the animals deserve; they're just like us, and they deserve they deserve things as we do as well. So, if if humans deserve justice, then so do animals. And that was written in eighteen twenty-four um, in a book called "On Abstinence from Animal Food." So go look up that book if you're interested. Right, there's also an interesting story that I found out when I was looking at. You'll like this one. Okay, so Amos Bronson Alcott, who was the father of novelist Louisa May Alcott. Now, do you know that author? Do you know what book she wrote? No. We watched a film about it recently. Can you think? Doctor Doolittle. Not Doctor Doolittle. Little Women. Now, that's interesting because um, I told Megan that Little Women, when I was a child, I read the book, and I really loved the name Meg and Beth in the book and they were two of my favourite names and I always thought when I grow up I want to name my child Meg and now I have I've got a <laughs> Megan so so that we link, you're linked to the name uh, in that book but also I didn't realise that um that they were um they started a vegan community um called Alcott House well there was a couple of there was a couple of attempts he was a school teacher I think her father and then he tried to start this kind of community living called Fruitlands in 1844 and then in England, another guy called James Perry Pont Greaves, he founded um, another vegan community at Alcott House, which Alcott, the name may be linked. I don't I don't haven't only really looked into that in a place called Ham Common, which is interesting. Ham Common. There's some irony in there, maybe. And that was in 1838. So um, so that those places, Alcott House that was one of the places the communities there helped to establish the UK's Vegetarian Society, which held its first meeting in 1847 in Ramsgate in Kent. So, and and funny enough, I think when we were watching the film Little Women, I vaguely remember, was it that film we were watching and there was a couple of references and we thought, oh, there was a couple of vegan references in that film. Do you remember? I think there were. Uh, there was a couple was of like... Oh, yeah, it could have been, could have been, could have been. But yeah, no, inter- interestingly that she, 
had that link to veganism and you're named after one of the characters in the book and you're a vegan. Like, Also, if you replace the M with a V, it spells vegan. I know, that is very cool as well. Megan and vegan, very, you're like... You're they just, do it right. <laughs> I know, yeah. You were like, maybe it should be Megan, vegan. It should be vegan. Maybe we're pronouncing it wrong. <laughs> we just discovered that it... Should we start calling it vegan from now? Actually, there's a product in um, America called... Uh, well, we we sell it over here as well, you could, but it's it's an American company called Veganaise. But the, I think they call it Veganaise. Veganaise. Because I yeah, because I've always called it vegan age, but they call it veg vegan age or ve- veg vegan 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 veg- vegan yeah vegan. <laughs> I know how to pronounce my maiden name. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, so yeah, so the vegan society that was formed in this Alcott house, which I think had links to this Alcott guy who was the father of the woman who wrote, and I think they both lived kind of. I'm not sure if they lived completely veganized, but they certainly had. There was certainly evidence that they were. Um, you know, they were thinking that way and they they were living in a plant-based kind of way. So the first vegan cookbook that's known about, that was published in 1874 in America and it was called The Hygiene Home Cookbook, <laughs> which, is, uh, which is interesting. So there we go. So a lot of this stuff was happening in the, in the 1800s. I told you it was 1900s, but it's 100 years off. Not too far. Yeah, but I mean the actual word if you remember the actual word vegan was coined in nineteen forty four. So that was in that was in the nineteen hundreds. I mean we're in the twenty we're in the twenty hundreds now, aren't we? Which is crazy really. Actually nineteen forty four, that's almost that's coming up for a hundred years away. I mean about it's about eighty, isn't it? About eighty mm. years. But that's crazy to think that. Because when I was little it nineteen forties didn't feel that far away, but they they're getting further and further away. I suppose that happens when you get old. So yeah. anyway, nineteen forty four Several members of the Vegetarian Society asked a section of its newsletter to be devoted to non-dairy vegetarianism, which they were calling at the time. So vegetarianism and also not eating dairy products. But apparently this was turned down by the guy who was running the Vegetarian Society. Um, so they, he didn't want that to happen in his vegan, in his Vegetarian Society newsletter. So then that that section that wanted to do that in 1944, they then... Um, went and called, got a new quarterly magazine, which was, you could buy for tuppence, <laughs> which is a couple of, I don't, I don't even know what a tuppence, oh, I know that song from uh, uh, Mary Poppins, Tuppence a Bird, Tuppence was a tuppence type was also, of pence. Um, tuppence was also one of the animals named in Doctor Doolittle. Was it? Yeah. My cat was called Tuppence when I was little. <gasps> Why is it so many things called Tuppence? <laughs> Tuppence is a good name. I'm going to name it child okay. Tuppence. Okay, thank you for sharing. <laughs> so they set up the Vegan News. They called it the Vegan News. So that was in 1944. And that was when the word vegan was first coined. Uh, so that's interesting. And then um, the word apparently is based on the first three letters of the word vegetarian uh and the beginning of the end of vegetarian oh yeah i, I didn't know that did you know that <laughs> vegan is is the first if you look at the word vegetarian it's the first three letters and the last two letters so it's like, it's like is not good and vegan is it's like good. it's it's met it's less of a vegetarian but actually uh weirdly enough we we give up more 
But yeah, no, I didn't realise that. Vegan was those two. That's what it that's what it is. That's where it comes from. Vegan's much easier to spell than vegetarian as well. Vegetarian's a much longer word, isn't it? So if you want easier to spell, go vegan so you don't have to say I'm vegetarian <laughs> and write hours. Yeah. Well, ve- I think vegetarian is the way to veganism for a lot of people. So um it's not necessarily a bad thing to be vegetarian. It's it's on the it's on the way, isn't it? As long as it's as long as you're making those conscious decisions and coming uh, each each day or bettering trying to better yourself okay so the, then the vegan society held its first meeting in early november at the attic club 144 high holborn in london that's very detailed isn't it yes and now world vegan day is held on the 1st of november every year to mark the founding of the society and the month of november is considered by the society to be v world vegan month because they held their first meeting in november so there you go that's a little bit of vegan history I don't I don't understand why it's not in January, because it's Veganuary. Well, Veganuary came a bit later, didn't it? That came in 2016, I think, or maybe... No, it may have been... 20, no, it was 2014. I did look that up the other day, actually. Veganuary started in 2014, so quite a lot after. I was thinking that there should be um a word for you eat meat, but you don't eat eggs, milk and those stuff. I think... Because there's ovo-vegetarian... And I can't. I think I can't. I can't. I can never remember what that is. So you're saying there's a word for if you eat meat but you don't eat dairy and yeah. Well, you could. I mean, you call it dairy free, wouldn't you? An egg free, I suppose. No. I mean, if you're going to eat meat, oh, yeah. if you're going to eat meat and you're not going to eat, it's not. You're probably not doing it for animal rights reasons, are you? Because if you're going to eat animals, <laughs> then <laughs> yeah, uh, sure. it's probably. I mean, I. I don't know. Actually, I do think. I think possibly, like looking back. If you're going to give up one first, probably milk, because I think the milk industry is possibly one of the worst. But we'll get to that at some point in the podcast when we analyse the industries in a bit more detail. So, yeah, did you uh, find that interesting? I found that quite interesting. Yeah. There's a couple of... I've uh, learnt a little bit more. I learnt some things as well. I didn't know a lot of that. So did you have any questions about the history of veganism? Anything else you wanted to comment on, Megan? Well, I thought that, like... For the past, and if you were vegan, you had to have quite a lot of confidence to like write a poem, and you know. So I think in the past, a lot more people were vegan. Than what than they said. Yeah. I think also I think anyone who was vegan like before the nineteen nineties, or even before two thousand, like I think. I think they were amazing because they didn't have substitutes in the yeah. supermarkets. I mean, even five years ago when I went vegan, the, the supermarkets didn't have as much as well nowhere near as much yeah. as what they have now <laughs> they Same. didn't have they certainly didn't have vegan cakes they didn't have i mean oh my gosh you had to make them and they didn't always turn out the best <laughs> <laughs> well, i had to learn how to cook tonight first when we first yeah. went vegan but uh but you think like imagine somebody going vegan and although maybe it was easier back then because they didn't they didn't have in, in i'm sure in 900 the year 973 they probably didn't have processed foods they probably ate people probably ate much more, less meat anyway, because the eating of meat, that became a thing kind of, people didn't used to have meat with every meal, it wasn't like a thing, and then it kind of became a thing, and actually, you know, they say that's possibly one of the things that's been detrimental to our health, because, you know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have, if you were, if you went back to like, even if you went back to the cavemen days, you wouldn't be eating, you wouldn't be, you'd hunt for an animal, uh, and you know, you'd kill it yourself, and then you'd, but you'd mostly be eating the plants and, and different things like that. So you wouldn't yeah. you wouldn't be eating meat every day. You'd probably be having mm. it quite sparingly. 
because I think our our bodies actually they're they're more they're better processed to be a a greater variety of plants opposed to so you probably go looking back people were probably a lot more vegan or vegetarian than they are nowadays because people eat so much more meat than we're supposed to really these days I mean some people eat meat with every single meal they can't they say they can't live without meat or they can't have a meal without meat so I just find crazy I think even when I was even when I was a meat eater I didn't eat meat with every meal yeah i think you should if you're you are a meat eater and you apparently have to eat meat just do it on christmas and like you know <laughs> those types and like never ever yeah because people say oh i can't live without my turkey i'm like yeah you can just don't buy it from the shops and then you can live without it yeah there you go. or just or just start cutting down gradually and then if you feel like you can't live without it you can start cutting down gradually and then that's Why how i did it oh, that's just disgusting yeah What's disgusting? Me. It's just... <laughs> yuck. There's right. a living animal roaming free and it's on your plate. Yeah. Disgusting. So, we've learned a little bit about the history of veganism. And Megan's thoughts. Yeah. As well as doing this podcast, I also run Vegan Kids, which is a community of vegan kids and their families. We get together um, at events, both online and in person. Make sure you check out our Vegan Kids Festival, which is happening this July. Check it out on www.vegankidsfestival.co.uk. We also meet up online every Saturday where you can hang out with Megan and other vegan kids and chat about any issues, anything that you want to talk about. We talk about different subjects every week. So come along and join us. You can find out all the details, how to get involved, as well as becoming a member of Vegan Kids over on our website, vegan-kids.org. And we'll see you all next week. Bye-bye.